In life, we are on a constant pursuit for our slice of the pie. The pie comes in many forms, whether it's starting a business, higher education, pursuing a career, raising a family, and the list continues. The burdens we face during our pursuit is lessened when we are financially fit. The Breadwinners created a platform where we can discuss finances and entrepreneurship in a judgment-free space. We're striving to encourage healthy financial discussions amongst our peers to capture our slice until we no longer want to slice and rather bake our own cake. So, you know, growing up, there was this saying, um, a slice of the pie or a piece of the pie. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when I hear that term, I think back to one of the reasons why I am so passionate about being an active investor and trader mm -hmm. in the stock market and encouraging others is because when we think about the history of the stock market, one of the things that not many people recognize is the fact that the first assets that were bought and sold on the stock market were enslaved Africans. Mm. And so as an African-American woman, it is my duty, right, to be able to help us take advantage of the billions of transactions that happen on the stock market every day. Mm. So going back to what does a piece of the pie mean to me? Mm. It means us taking advantage and having an opportunity to benefit off of something that we built. Because we built Wall Street. We, I was going to say that. We, we built certainly it. did. We built it. On our backs. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So um, educating ourselves and learning how to engage um, strategically, making sound decisions on the market is critically important mm. so that we can get our piece of the pie. You know what's crazy? I never thought about thought about it from that perspective from the because we did build wall street and mm -hmm. we were the first assets that were unfortunately none of us should have been traded or sold it but absolutely that is so crazy so <clears throat> when it comes to to invest in tell us about you yeah yeah absolutely so you want to know about my business that so you want to know about your business, me in so general your, okay. your business so for me i found you on instagram right yes and then mm -hmm. I, I sent you a message on linkedin and yes. i saw your page and i said oh my god i gotta have this and then i saw uh -huh. the book and i said Please, 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 please. So I was talking to my producer and talking yeah. to David, and I'm like, dude, like he's like, get your game face on when you talk to her. You got to be ready. You got to be ready. And I said, dude, I really, really, really want to have this discussion because I don't yeah. think that a lot of us invest. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things that we'll get to. Mm -hmm. But yeah, as far as your, your, your passion from investing, like where yeah. did that come from? Yeah, absolutely. So my passion from investing, which leads into kind of why invest to give and why my business exists. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, and, and I would used to tell the story and say it, it all started with a gift that happened to my office, but truly it started before that. Um, I've always been inspired by the life of the late and wonderful Dr. Mc, Mary McLeod Bethune. Mm. Um, love, love, love her to pieces. Um, love the fact that she was such a trailblazer in her time. Love the fact that she started her own institution of higher education. Love the fact that she was an advisor to not one, but several presidential administrations. And so I have always aspired to just have one small piece, right, of a life that's similar to hers. And so I knew I always wanted to start some type of educational service. So fast forwarding to um, what actually prompted Investigive, I was a woman who 
decided she wanted to donate $5.3 million to the organization that I lead. And I was so inspired by her gift that I was just like, if she has $5.3 how much money does she have? Right? <laughs> so, so with that, I started to develop a relationship with her even deeper from what we had before. Mm -hmm. And from there, I learned that she created a lot of her wealth in the stock market. So I said, well, there's something to this thing. And at that time, um, I decided, okay, I'm going to learn this because my 9 to 5 wasn't going to cut it. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to have an educational kind of opportunity, wanted to teach people. And I said, you know what, if I learn this and learn it well, I can teach this too. And so from there, I started learning, started making money. And then from there, that's when I began to, to teach everybody else. Mm -hmm. And invest to give was inspired by that gift. So, wow. Mm -hmm. That is dope. Yes. That, awesome. that certainly is. That certainly is. <clears throat> you know, I'll, I'll say maybe, what, a year, two years ago maybe, we saw a, a shift when it comes to investing with all these different platforms mm -hmm. and things of that nature. Um, what do you think was the cause of that? Mm -hmm. Or what do you think was the influence behind like mm -hmm. the Robin Hoods of the world and, yeah. and all those trading platforms where now they're, they're just shoving it down everyone's throat nowadays? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think that um, Robin Hood's whole mission in, in some sense was to provide a level playing field, especially for mm -hmm. new investors to come into the market and start really engaging in it. Um, Robinhood has had its challenges, nevertheless, so, <laughs> especially yeah. with Reddit. But I think Ooh. that because when Robinhood entered the market, they entered the market with zero commissions. And so that was a game changer for the entire industry. When I first started um, as a trader, I paid $5 to enter and then $5 to exit. And um, now, you know, because of Robinhood and other types of factors, now commissions are free for most transactions. So I think that that was definitely a benefit. Um, as far as others, if we look at the research, a lot of the millennial generation are heavily invested, are heavily active, if you will, Squad. in the markets, yeah. right? And so I think that it, it as we look at those statistics and we look at that data, it's a no-brainer as to why other institutions or businesses would begin to also try to capture some of that interest as well. So we have the advent of Weevil, we have, mm -hmm. you know, all these other, what, Stash, you can <laughs> do some, yes, Acorn, yeah. Uh, even Cash App. Mm -hmm. My Cash one app. friend was on Cash App yes. and I said, dude, we can't be friends if you're on Cash App. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. You need a little bit more robustness, but, um, but bit, yes, yeah. yes. But it is a way to spark interest. Mm -hmm. So, whereas when I was coming up, right, I didn't know any about any of this stuff, right? No. But um, to make it easy right there on our phones, you know, oh, what, what is this investing thing? Then perhaps that could serve as an opportunity for someone to get started. Good mm -hmm. deal. Well said, well said, yeah. well said. So when it comes to, to trading, mm -hmm. there's so many questions, right, people yeah. have, and it's so many, like, where do I start? Where do I do, uh -huh. what do I do? And it, the, the fear of investing, um, can you speak a little to mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. The fear is real, <laughs> and actually, you know, I think that's a good thing, right? Um, because the stock market is inherently volatile, so it does three things. It goes up, it goes down, and it moves sideways, right? <laughs> and as a trader, you need to have the ability to be able to predict 
the likely direction it's going to go. Mm. Right? And so if one is not educated on how to analyze technical analysis, yeah, there could be some fear there. And, and there probably should be, right? Mm -hmm. um, because we need to be able to understand how to manage our risks in the process. Now, I think also beyond just the technicals of it, I think if we look back to our relationship with money and mm. the lessons that we grew up with, that also helps to inform that fear that we have. So whether it be good, bad, or indifferent, um, I think that as we begin as investors or as we get as traders, that we really dig deep and analyze what those are, um, analyze how growing up with for example, myself, my family, being in debt was the American way of life. So I went to college, swiping, right? <laughs> swiping, swiping, swiping. Um, and unfortunately left college with a horrible credit score. You know, mm -hmm. I, I love to tell the story because um, it's real. It's real and I know that I'm not the only person that was in that situation. Mm -hmm. So with that said, my relationship with, with money was one of, it, it is of abundance, right? Because I can swipe. So when I am, trading, does that creep back up saying, oh, well, if I lose it, I can go get it back because it's in abundance, mm. right? So that's something I, I just encourage anyone who's getting into this um, whole realm of trading is, mm. to, is to go back and dig deep and think about what we learned when we grew up. Mm -hmm. That that's interesting because like for me growing up on I'll say like financial survival right it's mm -hmm. like let's just get to payday let's just get mm -hmm. to payday so mm -hmm. when I started making good money I'm thinking okay so now I can just spend it remember I'm 36 so mm -hmm. I grew up good bad or indifferent I grew up in the cash money era okay, okay. so we gotta look good we gotta look fly we gotta have multiple things of everything so yes. getting out of that mindset to where I'm just putting money towards things that don't appreciate mm -hmm. versus when you get into the market from I don't know investing but the trading aspect it's like it can be extremely lucrative mm -hmm. and to me it's like a better use of money mm -hmm. so when someone comes to you and says I want to start investing but they really mean trading so can you speak on the difference between mm -hmm. the two absolutely so I love this question because I think it's important to differentiate oftentimes it's used interchangeably mm -hmm. but it's, it's truly different so when we think about investing, that's a long-term strategy, okay? So the technical definition is that you are owner of a security, whether it be Kohl's, whether it be Amazon, Best mm. Buy, you name it, right? You're an owner of a security for 12 months or longer. As a trader, that's more short-term. So we're looking for engagement with the markets for anywhere from a couple of seconds to a day, to maybe a couple of months, mm -hmm. depending on the actual trading style. Um, there's also tax implications of that as well. So as a longer term investor, you tax at a different rate than what you're doing for the short term. Mm. So the kind of big difference is, is the tenure of time. Also, when you are um, investing in trading, well, let's speak specifically to trading, there are different strategies that you can use. You can trade stocks, you can trade options, you can trade a lot of different types of things, Forex, mm. you name it, right? Cryptocurrency, you name it. Yeah. So many different things that you can trade. But as it specifically relates to the stock market, you can trade stocks, you can trade options, and options are contracts. Yep, mm -hmm. so when you say stocks, you mean like like commons, right? Like, like common shares. So mm -hmm. 
which one could be more lucrative? Would it just be the stocks or would it be the options? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm a big fan of options. Okay. I'm a big fan of options. Um, and a reason why is because you can control or leverage greater numbers by trading options. When I say greater numbers, greater number of shares, because each contract holds 100 shares, um, than mm. trading individual stocks for a less expensive price. Mm. Now, here's the thing though. Options are inherently more riskier. And so before one trades options, it's important to understand technical analysis and how to trade stock before mm. you get into that space. But definitely, um, in my experience, options has been a lot more lucrative. Mm -hmm. uh, when my students learn how to trade options, they find that that's a lot more lucrative. I actually have them convincing those who are just trading stocks, oh, you need to get her to teach you options <laughs> because of the ability to generate dollars. So do you start with stocks and then go options? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, yes. just so you can Absolutely. get your feet wet it's and key. then you can. Yes. So mm -hmm. let me ask you this. Um, to be an effective trader, mm -hmm. stocks or options, yeah. do you have to lose during the process to become? Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, losing is definitely a part of the process, absolutely. And I think it's important to do that, right? Because yep. there's lessons in the losses. Way right? more. Yes, there's lessons in the losses. So um, even today, I would say about 90% of my trades enter into a positive direction, but there's still days that I lose, right? Mm -hmm. The market shifts momentum, goes south, I'll probably lose something, right? Um, actually, I just closed out a trade at a loss. I held on to it for a long time. Okay. But I was it hit my risk tolerance and I said, you know what? I gotta cut this. It's a wrap. I gotta yeah. cut it. It's a wrap. Yep. Mm. And so and I've been doing this for years. So losses are definitely a part of the process, but that's where we go back to our relationship with money. Mm. Right? And think about, okay, so what is this what does this mean for me? Am I holding on to this because maybe I didn't have a lot of money growing up? Am I holding on, wishing, hoping, praying that things are going to get better? Or do I be more strategic, right, with the knowledge that I have and be intentional about maintaining my portfolio and making sure it's a good, in, a good in a good state? Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> let, let's shift a little bit. So you have someone that's, that has some cash. Mm -hmm. And let's just say, I don't know, let's just say five grand, mm -hmm. right? Um, available. What is some good process like steps, not specific positions? I'm not going to ask you that, but a process to evaluate what's a good trade and what's not a good trade. Mm -hmm. Or how do you even go through that? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So when we're thinking about if this is a new trader? Yes. Okay. So for a new trader, Considering the $5,000, what I'm going to encourage a trader to do is to keep it. I don't want them to use it. Okay. The reason why I don't want them to use it is because I want them to practice first. Practice first. Okay. okay. So brokerage like TD Ameritrade, TradeStation, they all have something called a simulated tool. Mm. All right. With that simulated tool, they can use real live data and place trades using that tool. So they can see how it feels to win big, mm -hmm. they can see how it feels to also lose big as well. Working through those emotions, working through that initial education process, understanding the cadence of the market, understanding the cadence of their securities 
is incredibly important before they put the $5,000 to play. Okay. Okay. So that's step one. Keep it. Right? Keep it. <laughs> Keep it. <laughs> yes. Put it in the bank. Put it in some interest-bearing account so you can make some money off of it. But hold on to it. So once um, we, we've got to that point, because a lot of times traders, new traders, are very eager to get in. But once we got to that point, my, my next um, piece of advice would be to assess those money memories, right? Because I think it's important to do some inner work. But then educating yourself on the market. So learning the language. And I talk a lot about this in my book um, with understanding the seven keys to income on demand. The second key is learn the language. Mm. So understand what the Dow, the NASDAQ, the S&P 500, understand what it means to be a bull or to be a bear. What does support and resistance mean? Understanding the basic terms that one needs to be successful in the market is gonna also be important. So what that could look like is educating yourself on YouTube, right? That's a very easy step. Immersing yourself in community with other people who speak the language. Mm. Um, spending time reading books, right? But once we kind of get that foundation built, it's really important to also find a strategy. Because what can happen is there are, there's a million ways to get to the back. A million, a million okay. ways, right? Mm -hmm. But the important piece is, is to identify a strategy that works for you, all right? Someone else's recommendation or the indicator they use may not be the best one for you. So while you're practicing with your 5,000 in the bank, right? <laughs> try, yep. yes, try, try a number of different strategies, right? And find one that works and then rinse and repeat. Do it over and over and over and over again. And then you'll see success. How important it is, we use the, the word DD or due diligence. Mm -hmm. How important it is oh to, to yeah. do your own research? Because I can only imagine so many people reach out to you and say, hey, what stock should I, what stock should I get? And to me, it's like, oh my God, yes. not today, <laughs> not today. So how important it is, is it to do it? Yes, if I can like stand up on a mountaintop and scream it, <laughs> <laughs> it is incredibly important. It's incredibly important. Um, you know, there there are so many different ways to acquire information these days, mm. right? Um, there are people out there that are calling stock, you know, alerts. Oh, well, look at this one. There's scanners that are out there, right? Yep. There's a CNBC that is saying, oh, well, this company's next best thing. Oh, well, tomorrow this company's going to um, be an IPO, initial public offering. Mm. Oh, you know, there's so much information is coming to us at any given moment of the day. When we are putting our hard-earned money to work, it is critical that we not only, as I mentioned before, educate ourselves on the process, but educate ourselves on the companies or whatever securities we're trading, right? So one of the things that I teach my students is that I say, okay, what is behind the corporate glass? But in essence, what I'm saying is, What's in a bag, right? right? We need to understand not only kind of, all right, I love Procter & Gamble products, but what's in Procter & Gamble bag? How do they move, mm. right? So when we're thinking about the investing piece, that's definitely understanding those fundamentals, right? The technical, I mean, sorry, the fundamentals, the, the financial mm. metrics. Yep. But then also when I say understand how do they move, we need to understand their cadence. 
So before we take on someone's alert, that's something that may be moving two cents every couple of days, right? We need to understand the factors that go behind that company. And then that will help us to be great, um, more successful. So what do you say to <clears throat> the idea of like current climates, like social events, things that's going on in the government, mm -hmm. and how does that impact the market? Yes, yes. So I think it's, it's very important um, to stay be abreast of what's happening overall. It's actually one of the things that I love about the market because it feeds my curiosity. Mm. Now, I will say, before I go deeper into that, that there are some traders that don't watch the news, right? And they just stickly trade off of the technicals. Now, if one can find success with that, that's great. I think that that's, that's okay. Um, but my preference is to make sure that both myself and my students and all those who, you know, are willing to listen to me about the market right, right, is that right. they're educated holistically around what's going on, not only here in the U.S., but globally. Mm. It's really interesting. China, for example, has China. a tremendous impact on what happens here, right? We see the Chinese markets... Uh, having some issues or the Chinese market's doing well, that impacts us too, right? We're global. Mm -hmm. Also, when we think about, and a perfect example, as with our recent pandemic, um, when we think about Boeing, and I wrote this in the book as well, mm -hmm. Boeing is a major company here in the U.S. that fuels a whole lot of travel, transportation, airplanes, helicopters, you name it. But when the pandemic happened, when the planes were on the ground, who does that impact? We have to think about the entire infrastructure that's built around it, right? Who's in the ecosystem of Boeing? So when Boeing's on the ground, Delta's on the ground, America's on the ground, aluminum's on the ground, the fabric that's on the seats is on the ground, so that impacts the textile industry. When we think about the banks that finance the, the planes, what's happening there, right? Mm. So if something happens, the point of this is, when something happens with one particular company, we're just, we're keeping ourselves insulated and don't know the larger system, then that can impact us. But if we know, we can leverage that because we can think about who's surrounding them and then we can look at those potential opportunities as opportunities for us as well. Mm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, my, one of my morning rituals is to watch Squawk in the morning. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. to me, that's where it starts. Yes. And I got to be careful because sometimes I get a little antsy uh -huh. with Squawk. Um, so, yeah, how do you feel about creating, like, a, a ritual or, mm -hmm. like, a, a regimen? Like, okay, you need to commit mm -hmm. this, this to this to the market before you just go aimlessly spending your money. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, it's key. Is key. Um, and when I think about, again, going back to a book, the seventh point is create mm. a routine and execute, right? Um, it's key. Um, and that has definitely helped with my success. When I'm actively, like, all in, the night before, that's when I'm doing all my charting, okay? okay. I wake up in the morning, I look and see what the direction of the market is. I, I call it, what's the direction of the wind, right? In order for me to take a trade on any, any given day, the wind has to be at my back, all right? Okay. It has to be at my back. I am not going to, my, personally, our encouraging of my students to fight against the wind, it's important for us to either become the bull or become the bear, not fight against them. Okay. Okay? I like that. So, 
What I'm looking at is I'm looking at the indices in the morning, the Dow, the S&P, the NASDAQ, and I'm figuring out, okay, what, what they doing? What you got going on today, right? right, right and right. from there, that's when that routine kicks in. I'll go back in, analyze the companies I've identified the night before, and then I'll decide if I want to trade those companies or not. So routines are key. Um, staying healthy is key. Because one thing about being in the stock market is that making the money and making the money so quickly, it can be addicting, mm. right? It yeah. can be very yeah. addicting. Um, I, there was a point in time where I couldn't wait till Monday. I was like, oh my God, like, come I'm, on. I'm in that space. <laughs> right? I, what? Stop. Yes. My wife was like, nope, mm -mm, not today. Right. Take your phone. I'm like, no. <laughs> that way to my day mm -hmm. um so it can, it can get addicting um especially when you start seeing those really large numbers because you want to make more right that's where the greed kicks in um so with that it, it's important to make sure that you pause and not only keep yourself healthy mentally but keep yourself healthy physically as well so incorporating that self-care is an important part of the routine too mm, absolutely mm -hmm. i think uh Especially when it comes to money, like your emotions, but the mental health aspect of it as well. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, dude, you got to tone it down, mm -hmm. scale it back. Don't yes. do things off of emotion. Absolutely. Or if so-and-so says buy this stock, don't just run out and go buy it. Yes. And things like that. But uh, most importantly, tell us about this book. Yeah. I read yeah. the book. My wife read the book. She's yes. thrilled. Awesome. She's like, oh, you got to get her here. You got to get her oh, here. Great, so I'm great. like, I'm working on it. I'm working oh. on it. So yeah, tell us <laughs> so about happy. this. Tell us about this book. Yes, yes. Thank you for that. First and foremost, it makes me happy when people like, because you know, you can buy things and then you're like, okay, I'll read it later. It makes me happy to know when people have actually used the information. So thank you for that. Absolutely. If it's going to help me make money. Right. <laughs> what? Let me sit down for a second, you know? Exactly, exactly. Okay, so the book is called Income on Demand, The Complete Playbook for Beginning Stock Traders. And so one of the passions that I have is to help people who are absolutely brand new to the market. Okay. They've learned about this thing called the stock market and they've learned that, oh, you know what, I can make some money off of this, right? What I find, however, is that a lot of new investors and new traders just kind of jump in, mm -hmm. okay? I was one of them. Mm -hmm. My first Guilty. trade, yeah, <laughs> my first trade was General Electric because guess Ooh. why, guess why? Like, because you worked there? I grew up across the street from General Electric. Oh, really? You grew up here? I grew up, well, there's one here, but there's also one in Cincinnati. It's the aviation. Ah, yeah. that's uh -huh. right. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. yes. And so I was like, you know what? I know General Electric. Let me go ahead and put, you know, buy some General Electric stock. Girl, goodbye. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so with that, um, not to say, you know, no shade against General Electric, but I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. And so with that, um, when I work with people who remind me of myself, right, or remind me of just someone who, like, has this interest, I want to make sure that I establish a strong, help them to establish a strong foundation before they get into the intricacies, right, of the more complex strategies. Mm. And so with that, I decided it was important for me to create a resource to help those people get off the ground. And so um, the book, has um, seven keys of income on demand. Mm -hmm. It takes a person from initial, all right, let's assess those money memories that we've been talking about, right? Um, to understanding the language. There's definitions embedded within. 
Um, there's also activities that are embedded within for you to go and watch CNBC, mm -hmm. create a watch list, you know, all mm -hmm. of these various factors to help them to get started, right? Um, and so that was the genesis of the book was to really help that person who's like, okay, I'm new to this. I, I, I didn't learn about this in school. You know, mom, dad, uncle, T, Auntie Jane, they didn't talk about this. So that, that's the purpose is to get someone going and, and to build their foundation. Absolutely. Yeah. And okay. then if they're interested in taking it to the next level, I got them for that too. Okay. Yeah. So when I was on Amazon buying the book, I noticed you're an Amazon bestseller. Yep. Congrats. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was crazy because actually I became a bestseller in less than 24 hours after the book was released. Wow. So I'm so grateful for that. So grateful to have that designation. So absolutely. Um, people, if people are interested in the book, they can find it on Amazon um, by going to Income on Demand. It is the gold and black Income on Demand book. And then also mm. it can be found on my website at investtogive.com. Okay, invest the number two, two give.com. Yes. So tell us about Stocks and Sorrows. Yes, I'm so excited that you asked me about this. Um, it's a new initiative that I have that I'm incredibly passionate about. Um, so I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. All right. Yes, All yes. Right. <laughs> and so um, I am extremely excited to introduce um, a new initiative to all of the Divine Nine sororities called Stocks and Sorors. And the whole goal behind this is to engage women of color and encourage them to become active investors and traders in the stock market. Mm. And so what I'm doing is I'm traveling to cities across the U.S. and I'm holding events called Stocks and Sorors. And this is a way for them to, one, understand those seven keys of income on demand that's embedded within my book. Mm -hmm. But then also, if they want to get started, I'm there to help them to take that step as well. And so I am um, aiming to serve before the end of 2022, 1,908 women of Alpha Kappa Alpha, mm. 1,913 women of Delta Sigma Theta, 1,920 women of Zeta Phi Beta, and 1,922 Women of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. Wow. Right? So that's the goal. Now, one may ask why twenty at the end of 2022. Well, November of 2022 will mark Sigma Gamma Rho's 100th centennial anniversary. Okay? Okay. So with that, when we think about the fourth black sorority turning 100, that says to me that collectively we've had over 400 years of service to mm. our communities. Wow. That's major. That's an accomplishment. So if we're in a position to educate ourselves on how to begin investing or trading in the market, we truly in this day can serve as a foundation to bless our families financially for 400 more. So that's the goal. That's, that's the whole reason why, why Stocks and Soars. Um, I love it. I've had such a good time. I'm doing it so far and cannot wait to continue. I think that's so amazing. Thank you. I think it is. It's game changing. It's Thank culture you. changing. Thank you. And, Thank you. you know, once you have that information and they give it, you give it to them and they give it to their families and Absolutely. their families and their families, then it's like a tree. And yes. it just branches and branches and branches. Absolutely. And then we start changing the way we view and see money mm -hmm. and the way we use it. Mm -hmm. And we won't be afraid of the market. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, exactly. it's that fear. That fear is crazy. 
But not only that, you have a clothing line as well. I do, I do, yeah. So that's another thing I'm incredibly excited about. It is called the Chosen for More Collective. Okay. Now, this clothing line was inspired by my childhood, right? Okay. So I talk a lot about those money memories and how the money memories impact our relationship with money today. I grew up in a household where there was lots of love, lots of kisses, lots of hugs, you know, lots of, oh, my doll, my baby, right? Which right. is wonderful. But what my home was void of was conversations about wealth, right? I understood credit cards, understood those well, but I didn't understand wealth. And so I decided that, well, why not start a clothing line? Actually, it was inspired by a friend who's a clothing designer um, who was just doing their thing. And I was like, you know what, I could probably figure this thing out too. Sure. So with that, um, I decided that I wanted to leverage what I was learning from a friend, right? But then also think about how can I encourage those young people such as myself in organic situations such as around a dinner table or family picnics. If Uncle T or Auntie Jane had on a t-shirt that says, I'm a generational wealth builder, mm. or we built this, or if it says, you know, oh, heavy on protecting my peace and my profits, right? Perhaps that could. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> right? I like that. Thank you. Y'all got stuff for men too? I like thank that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a medium, so if you ever want to send okay, something my I got way. You, yeah. I got you. What? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's hard. Yes. And so um, if that can encourage a young person to ask Uncle T or Auntie Jane a question, what does that mean? Mm. Then perhaps that could begin planting that seed for them to think, you know what? Maybe I can be like them when I grow up, right? Maybe I can become an investor too, right? Oh, my, my ancestors built Wall Street. How did I become a part of it? So that's, that's the genesis and the origins behind the Chosen for More Collective because I truly believe that we are all chosen for more to do whatever it is that we've been designed to do. Amen to and that. So I'm super excited Amen about that. Amen to that. And mm -hmm. last but not least, where can we find this book? Yes. Clothing line, stocks for sorrows. You have a lot of irons in the fire. I do. So where can we it's find all this busy. stuff? Yes, absolutely. So um, the easiest place to find my information is by going to my website, invest the number two give.com, invest to give.com. Mm -hmm. um, you can also find me on Instagram um, at invest to give. I'm also on Pinterest, on YouTube, so all the social media channels you can find no me there. There's no way they can't find right? me. Right, <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I am everywhere. Like, exactly. Yeah. The goal is to be omnipresent, but the um, quickest and easiest way is my website or Instagram. I response to DMs there. That is dope. So wrapping it up, what's one key tip or advice that you're going to give to a new investor that yeah. you would love for them to know? Yeah, yeah. I would say the, the most important key of all is to educate yourself. Right. Um, whether it be if you're going to manage your own portfolio or have someone else manage it, it's important to understand what's going on. Right. In the market. I mean. In the markets. Yes. It's important to understand. It's, it's important to understand um, the terminology. It's important if you have somebody else doing it or if you're doing it's important to understand the fees that are associated with it. Mm. Right. There are so, mm -hmm, Yes. Yeah, so educating yourself is paramount. Um, so that would be the, the biggest tip. Um, and there are also resources to do that. So I'll share Investopedia. Still one of my favorite resources so to this simple. day. Yeah. So simple. Just short snippets of videos embedded within Investopedia that you can watch and learn, learn strategies a little bit more in detail. Um, 
Morningstar is another one. Mm -hmm. Yahoo Finance is a great one. Um, taking a class, you know, spending some time on YouTube. Be careful, though, because you want to make sure you have a specific strategy that works for you. Um, read my book. <laughs> read the book yes. first. Read the <laughs> yes, book read first. Book. Don't yes. do anything. Read the book hey, first. Read the book. Read the book. Yes. Um, and yeah, so those educate yourself what is the most important thing. Mm. Mm -hmm.